You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me, I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Justin. Justin, welcome to Becoming Me. Oh, it's so great to be here. This is going to be a podcast. I, I haven't watched the other ones, but this is going to be unlike any other one because we oh. all have our unique story. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. I believe it. It's unlike any other one because I've never actually met or talked to an American Ninja Warrior before. So come on. All right. So we have to level it up in some way. So um, whether it's getting a, a better grip on something, we're going to make it fun and interesting because that's what Ninja Warriors are about embracing unknown obstacles and you're going to see if you have what it takes to overcome them or not or get wet. I love it. So obviously I just gave a huge like clue as to who you are, but if someone didn't know Justin, like who is Justin? Who are you? What do you do? Like, tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, Well, actually I'm going to share with you something that I I've come up with. It's like a personal contract that helps remind me. And it's, and it's, it kind of gives you a, a nutshell view of who I am and we can dive into it. But I love sharing this because I think a lot of times people need to have their own personal contract, remind themselves who they are, because there are times in life, especially the times that I may feel like I'm in the dumps, I'm going through a lot. I need to remind myself then who I am. And uh, so I'll just share that with you. So I like to start with my name. My name is Justin Mena. I am valued and loved by Jesus. And because I seek godly wisdom daily, I am a courageous leader on a mission to help people overcome fear and to not live a complacent life. So that is a a preview of my contract. And if anybody on here is questioning what that looks like, you know, maybe they can reach out to me and I'm happy to help them maybe, you know, give them some, some tips on how to come up with your own personal contract. That's amazing. Like, and I'm probably going to ask you about that again in just a moment. Cause I, yeah, sure. Of course. Like never heard of anybody having a personal contract and that is like the way that you introduce yourself. So I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get here. I love that. So, Hey, you know, I know you have an incredible story. Um, we actually have a mutual friend who literally talking with him, um, Brian, uh, just about stories and who to film becoming stories. Your name continues to pop up and the fact that you're living fearless. So I would love to dive into just like, what has made Justin who Justin is today? What's your story? Okay. Um, and I, by the way, I'll preface it with knowing that I may bounce back and forth and that's okay. It's probably helped me with my agility. 
paralleling from physical to spiritual and mentally I'm okay with being bounced around. Um, first of all, I didn't always grow up this way. People look at me and think, wow, this guy must have, you know, been fearless his whole life. He must have done a lot of athletics growing up quite the opposite. Uh, I'll, I'll sprinkle in some fun facts that most, that will be shocking. I think to most people when they first see me, um, they would be surprised to know that I grew up very insecure, very passive, uh, and weak. Uh, I, I was picked last on many teams, including mm -hmm. kickball, which was like one of my favorite things, but I always got picked last. Uh, and I just, I, I didn't really know who I was and I growing up, I, I got involved in like video games and because I wasn't, I wasn't good at sports. Uh, my dad being a professional musician naturally pushed me into music. So another fun fact about me is I played the clarinet in middle school and high school, even taught lessons in seventh grade. And I wanted to be good at something. I wanted to be affirmed in an area of my life and athletics was not one of them. And it wasn't until I was in my late teens that I developed, um, I, I learned from other people, specifically a, a friend of the families, he encouraged me and saw potential in me. And that was the start of me thinking that, wow, I have potential. I can actually maybe become, I, I have strength inside that I just haven't tapped into. He was also somebody who reminded me that of the acronym for fear, which is false evidence appearing real. And there was so much fear in my life that prevented me from becoming the man that I could become uh, and, and, and things I could achieve. It was just right there. And I just, I, he saw potential in me that I didn't. And that was the start having that, that encouragement. And that was also the start of me really walking with the Lord and figuring out who I am and who does God say I am. I just grew up very different than what, what people would see me as. And through positive encouragement and my walk with the Lord independently, I was able to just come into my own skin and realize that I have gifts that are different than other people. My story is very different than others. In fact, what's funny is I'm wearing a shirt. It's um, I was inspired by some other um, I was inspired by some other art. And I came up with this saying, everyone has a story want to make yours fearless. And for me, what helped me live a fearless life was looking at other people who were doing things that I wanted to do, but I lacked the courage to do it. Mm -hmm. And, and there's so many things that I can share some personal stories of how I overcame my fear of sharks, because that was my worst fear. But yet I would look at other people and, you know, we all can relate to being at the beach and seeing somebody swim in the ocean by themselves or training to run a to, to, to do a triathlon. And I'm like, they're swimming by themselves. Aren't they going to get attacked by a shark? Isn't something going to get them? And they're just, they're, they're not being attacked. And I'm like, what, are, what is keeping me? What do they have that I don't have? And, and that always intrigued me. So I surrounded myself with those people. Okay. Well, we've got to pause here. Like I, I figured. Yeah. Uh, how did we overcome the fear of sharks? Like walk me through this process and that story. Well, um, I'll, I'll go in fragments. So then I'll give you time to maybe, you know, um, you know, kind of speak on behalf of the people that are listening right now. It started with me being intrigued by the people that didn't have a fear of sharks. I was one that grew up with my dad watching Jaws and you actually hear the Jaws music pumping as you get in the water. 
the further you get in, the louder it gets. And you just imagine the worst case scenario. But I was intrigued by the people that um, did, weren't limited by that. They would go in the water. They would have a float. They'd swim out. They'd snorkel. And they didn't seem to have a fear of, you know, a fearful bone in their bodies. And one surrounding myself with them and being vulnerable enough to say, how do you live the way you live? I, I want to live like that. And they told me the classic thing. Well, you, you know, you, you know, they're more afraid of you than you are, you know, than you are of them. And I'm like, I don't, and I'm like, there maybe is something to that. And then if you look at the facts, it's so rare, but what really helped me more than that is realizing what God says. And, and, and here, I'll just share two things that really helped me. And I can go into maybe even just more in depth and I can share the story, but um, I'm very passionate about this, by the way. Um, it's, I'm just trying to recollect my thoughts because my mind just went in a bunch of different directions. Um, you have your, your faith will be tested when you're facing your fear mm-hmm. and nobody's, nobody's going to tell you to overcome your fear. It, it has to come up to you, but I do believe in the Bible where it says you have dominion mm-hmm. over the earth. That includes sharks. That includes where you live. There's a lot of people, they don't, oh, I don't want to live in Florida because there's, there's hurricanes. I don't want to go to California. There's, there's earthquakes and I don't want to go to Tennessee. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's tornadoes everywhere you go. There's an element of risk and God, if, if, I mean, if you want to live a comfortable life, don't become a Christian. It's one of the most rewarding, fulfilling things in your life. That's bigger than you, but it's not safe. I just like to embrace things that are uncomfortable so that when God asks me to do something, I am a, I'm a, I'm, I will be, I will be courageous enough to do it, but knowing that it, it takes baby steps and God will meet you where you're at. But I wanted to live a fearless life to swim in the water and not be afraid of that. And I can get more into that, but I want to give you a second. If I just kind of went over a bunch of things. No, like absolutely amazing. And I'm kind of hearing a couple of things. Um, so far in your story, you had someone who saw potential in you. They saw this strength in you that you maybe didn't see at the time. So you had somebody who saw something in you second, when you notice something about yourself that maybe caused some fear, um, some uncertainty. So in this story, a shark, you started looking at people who were moving in the direction of the thing that you were afraid of. And you're asking them questions, you're observing, and you're taking the steps that they're taking to overcome the fear. Am I hearing you correctly? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And th- those, those, will, those principles will be true throughout any stage of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just share three quick tips that help me yeah. overcome fear. And then I'll get right into my story of how I actually walked out me overcoming my fear of sharks. And, um, and it, it's great. I'll try to give you a little brief version of it, but I'll, I won't, I won't neglect any details. So one of the first things I do is I just pray about it and also, re, you know, ask God for discernment. Is this caution or is this fear? Mm-hmm. Because God, as you know, second Timothy one, seven, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So if you have something that you're wrestling with in your mind, it could just be fear that's taunting you and it's keeping you from having a sound mind. Yep. If you take dominion over it, you could be at peace. If you're not at peace in your life, you are not taking authority over a situation in your life. And there's freedom in having authority and knowing your authority over fear, over demonic strongholds in your life. And we, we can't be afraid of those things. We may fear it, but as you're hearing this story, you can overcome it. If you know that not you're over, you're stronger than fear, but Jesus is stronger than it. And he's on your side. 
So, so first pray about it. And if you want to overcome it, God will help you overcome it, which was the case in the shark story. I was like, God, I want to overcome it. I've, I've challenged myself to swim in the water with dolphins. I've challenged myself to listen to my mentor at the time. Hey, why don't you swim in the water? Like for 10 seconds out in the deep end, you know, of the ocean and then come back. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'd come back after eight seconds. And he said, no, do it again. So I just have to just listen to his input. Um, anyway, um, the second step for me is speaking life over that situation. Mm-hmm. Some people may call it positive speaking, speaking for me, I, I call it, you know, the power of the tongue speak life or death. A lot of people subconsciously speak death over their life. They're like, ah, oh, I'll never do that. Or oh, I'm not meant to that's, that's this, that's that. Or I'm not, I'm not a good reader. I'm not good with names. These are just a few examples for me. I could have easily said, ah, oh, well, I'm, I'm afraid of sharks. And, oh, what's your greatest fear? Oh, the sharks, you know, you're just feeding it. Oh, what are your favorite movies? Oh, I love shark movies. You're not feeding, you're, you're not, you're just feeding yourself this, you know, if you, if you have nightmares at night and you love watching horror movies and you're doing something wrong, Mm-hmm. Break that cycle, speak life over that situation. There's actually the way God designed your body. You can chemically re- rewire the way your brain works. And I think it's greater than just positive thinking. It's There's a spiritual component to it. It's the way we were wired. So when you actually speak, um, you can rewire your brain. Let me give you an example. When the physical, um, the physical state of fear and the physical state of excitement is exactly the same. Your body will, your heart will race, your hands will get a little sweaty. You may get a, a, a little nervous, but it could be your brain could be telling you it's a negative thing, that it's something to fear or it's something you could be excited about. Mm-hmm. So the way it works, if you want to, uh, let's say, visit somebody and you're afraid of uh, flying in an airplane, mm-hmm. in that moment, first pray about it. You know, you're meant to see them. Your next step is instead of fearing it, say, I'm excited. God, you've given, you've given me a spirit of overcoming. I'm not a fearful person. I will, I will conquer this. I'm going, I, 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 you've not given me a spirit of fear. I'm excited to be here and I am going to overcome this. And I'm going to, and the third part is paint, start painting the picture in those words of life that you're speaking over yourself. Start painting a picture of what it'll look like when you actually overcome it. So think, man, I'm going to be able to see my mom five days sooner than if I drove there. And I'm going to be able to tell other people, maybe even my future kids, mm-hmm. that I overcame this fear and it doesn't have a hold on me anymore. And that'll feel so great because I'm going to experience freedom. And I think God gave us that opportunity to be more free if we don't have this nagging thing of fear or the enemy speaking into our ears. What we speak will outweigh what the enemy has tried to confuse our minds with if we use that authority. So those are just a few things, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to give you a second and then I can get into how it applied to this shark story. Okay. So, and this might be jumping ahead of you. So if it is, that's okay. That's, that's okay. I'll catch up. Do you swim with sharks now? Funny thing is I, um, after overcoming my fear of sharks, uh-huh. three weeks, three months later, I had an opportunity uh, it was a commercial because I was into some acting back then where they said, hey, do you have any experience swimming with sharks? So I thought, OK, this may have something to do with sharks. I said, actually, yeah, I swam. I'll tell you the story later, but I swam with sharks not too long ago and it was at night and it was kind of crazy. I didn't swim with sharks at the time, but I knew sharks were in the water. Uh-huh. And anyway, God's blessing just blessed me with booking this 
commercial where I swam into a, a, a tank of sharks to retrieve the first Xbox One oh edition. And it was for a Doritos commercial. And here's full circle, like being afraid of sharks. And then I overcame it. And then now I book a national commercial swimming into a tank of these reef tiger sharks that are docile, but they look ferocious. <laughs> and it was just a blessing. So yeah, I have swam with sharks. Wow, that is so cool. Okay, so another question that really has popped up as you've been giving us this outline, overcoming your fear. Somebody's watching and they're just like, Justin, cool. I follow your steps. I'm not afraid of sharks anymore. I'm good. When the next- (laughs) That's a big step. I'd want to hear about that. Okay, so they get through all this. I'm not there yet, but we we will because I have an outline from Justin now. So it's good. But um, so you conquer a fear and another fear in life is going to happen, right? Like the point of becoming who God made you to be is it doesn't end on this side of eternity. So some other uncertainty, some other thing that we've never experienced before is going to happen. A new fear arises. Does it get easier as you continue to flex those muscles of conquering your fear or are you like facing fears right now that are scaring you just as much as the shark situation does that make sense absolutely i think it's a great point because i think a lot of here's the thing do you want to listen to a pastor who just keeps on sharing the same story of something they overcame like 10 years ago no you want to know something that they're practically going through right then and there and a lot of times, like just a, a couple months ago, I got asked to go swimming in the, in the water in the Pacific Ocean, and I didn't have a wetsuit or a surfboard. And it was just like bringing back the old things. But at the end of the day, you want to be sharp. You want to know, you know that you're walking in God's alignment. You're doing things that you feel called to do. And you will be, you, you will be in situations where it's outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's totally normal. It's part of the Christian walk, but things that help you out are being real with yourself, finding out what the roots are, surrounding yourself in a good community. A lot of times, you know, you may have natural inclinations to fear things or be better at things than other people, but you're, you're, you're actually going to grow better if you're in the right environment more than if you have a natural inclination to a fear or a skill. So I, for me, one thing that's really helped me is surrounding myself in the right environment, the right church, the right area for me to grow, the right people that are not afraid to put me in my place when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's the best advice I can give you. But those three steps really do help me. God, let me pray about this. Is this true? Let me speak life over it. Let me talk to a friend or two. And let me, let me start painting the picture of what it would look like I mean, I I literally, I have tons of stories of how I've used those steps to, when I was in Montana, there was a beautiful lake. It was called Lava Lake and it wasn't hot. It was freezing. It was 55 degrees and it was a beautiful setting. Just finished hiking. And I said, man, I said, buddy, do you want to go swim with me across the other side? He said, no. And I was like, dang it. Like, I want to do it. He didn't want to do it. And I'm like, God, I want to do it so bad, but it's scary. So I went through this process, decided I'm going to go in there, swim across, overcame that fear. But halfway through, I thought there was an area to step up. I, I couldn't step up and my muscles were cramping. It went from an awesome situation to like survival. Like, man, I, I'm out of breath. I'm freezing right now. I'm losing energy. I just have to keep swimming. And it was like an amazing reenactment of what I mm-hmm. overcame with the fear of sharks, except this, it was just cold. But with, when you face your worst fears, Don't be surprised if things start stacking on top of that to make you want to bail out. Mm. Put yourself in situations where when you know you want to do something, give yourself 
a no escape strategy, like a, a, a no escape route where okay. you are in it and you just have to carry it out. And then you will for sure know if God is with you or not. You have to honestly be willing to die the way if you're a Christian, if you're willing to die to yourself, you have to be willing to die to every fear, especially if you know God has called you to overcome something. My greatest question for people is if God asked you to overcome your worst fear, would you be strong enough to do it? And, 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 and honestly, I, I would like really, if I were honest with myself, I'll just start. I don't know if I'd be strong enough to do that. So I know every day I want to, I want to remind myself, God, give me baby steps so that when, if you do ask me to overcome something that I'm going to be ready for it, because God won't give you something you can't handle, but he'll even work your mistakes into something beautiful. If you are, you know, working toward his righteousness or called according to his purpose. So if you're seeking oh, his righteousness, good. that is some good stuff right that there. Tell me a little bit about your organization, Love Fearless. What is it? What's it about? What do you do? Okay. So Love Fearless is something that started when I actually first became a, uh, a competitor on Ninja Warrior. They asked me, what is your ninja name? I didn't know what my ninja name was. I'm like, that's an identity question, you know, like Mr. NBC, or you have this person, everyone has a name. And uh, I started thinking about what, what really defines who I am. And I was like, well, I love God. My relationship with him has allowed me to overcome fear. So I came up with a mantra, love God, live fearless. People, you know, you know in, in Ninja, if you watch the show, everyone has to wear the shirt. Mm. People were wanting to know how they can buy that shirt. So I created a little line and people can buy the love God, live fearless shirt, the little mountain op representing obstacles. And then I started thinking, well, I think this could be bigger. So love fearless came from that. It's a little love fearless is, it's all about your relationship with God can allow you to overcome fear and live a fearless life. Not that you are fearless, but through him, you are. Um, and then the, the future of love fearless it's evolved, but it will become an app that will empower people all around the world eventually, but starting within the major cities where if you want to do a, a creative outreach, like, in, like I've got some really crazy ideas, but I've started on Skid Row where we put together polar plunge dunk tanks. If you get one of our team members in this cold plunge, you will get a $25 food card gift certificate. We had ice cream trucks going through the town. We had uh, an event on Clearwater Beach where it was a big, almost like a festival where we had a prayer and encouragement team, dancing and fitness contests. You would have bottles of water or coconut waters that we would pass out to bystanders for the price of 10 push-ups. But here's an example of how creative we get. We give them water for the price of 10 push-ups, but they can't earn it. We do the push-ups for them, which backs up our message. Everything has a price, but you don't necessarily have to pay for it. So Love Fearless is about creative outreaches that people can join in on, that they can actually demonstrate the love of Jesus through action. But it's not a, it's, it's not going to be a Jesus-y message. It's, I want people to see the love of Jesus through our action. So non-believers, you know, are going to want to be able to take part in it. But it's going to break the ice through random acts of kindness for opportunities for, for Jesus to flow through us to say, hey, man, can we pray for you? How can we break through some of the other things that are going on in life? Maybe you have a homeless person. We're like, hey, do you have five dollars? Like, I need I need some money to eat. And if he does, we bless him with like a bunch of money and something to eat because of his random acts of kindness. And we're like, dude, your love is is like God's love, man. We just want to bless you abundantly. So that's the future of Love Fearless in a nutshell. And, and I would love to be able to partner up with people on it. And it will be a nonprofit. We're just transitioning into it. 
That is so cool. It's been really fun to follow you on Instagram and just see everything you're doing um, with Love Fearless. I'm definitely cheering you on with that. So question, very, very challenging question, probably. Are you a coffee drinker? I'm actually, I just dropped my friend off at a, at a coffee restaurant right now. And as soon as we're done, we're going to be, um, yeah, I am a coffee drinker. I, I am. I, I, I didn't like it growing up, but I wanted to be like my dad. And I thought, oh, it's, it's like an acquired taste, but I'm actually a coffee drinker, but I do think it's important to never be a slave to it. So yeah. I think it's good every now and then to know you can go a week without it. And I personally want to challenge every single person. If you say, but first coffee, if God didn't want you to be a first coffee person, be open to that. That's, that's all I have to say about that. But yes, I do drink coffee. That is a deep challenge right there. I'm not going to lie. So you're going to go into a coffee shop and it's a day that you're getting a cup of coffee. How do you drink your coffee? Okay. Um, I, I'm not naturally the sweet person where I have my coffee just black and I'm naturally sweet and it's all that. I like to dress it up with like a couple stevia. Okay. If they don't have stevia, I'll have regular sugar. Okay. You know, even though I'm technically in LA right now, I'm not the vegan. I, I enjoy beef jerky and mixed nuts. Those are my favorite snacks. Um, but yeah, coffee, I, I will have creamer. Okay. I personally love, um, what do I love? Like, what would be my favorite? I don't know if they have this. They have an ice cream that Barney's, um, Santa's like, like, I don't know. There's like this Santa's uh, anyway, there's like this Barney's white Christmas. I don't know if they have that. That would be amazing. So good. That blend is amazing. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Okay. So you're having a cup of that Santa's Barney's white Christmas, whatever it's called. Cup of coffee. Yes. So good. Got a couple stevia. You got some cream. It's exactly how you like it. You're sitting across from another person. They're on their own becoming journey. They've got their coffee, how they like to order it. And they're just asking you like, Justin, I need some encouragement. I need you to challenge me to be who God made me to be. What would you say to them? I would say, I would say a couple of things. You're never, well, I would first find out where they're at with their relationship with God. Do they, are they on, do they have a relationship with God? Where is it? And honestly, just a, a, a three days ago, I was talking to this woman about it and she knew of God, but she didn't really have a relationship with Jesus. So I, I was like, I need to find that out first. Cause if not, you're not going to be on the same page. You are not going to see the favor in your life. You're not going to have the peace at night. So I would first see where their relationship is like with Jesus and see how I can possibly facilitate that because I just know nothing else really matters without that. And then from that, I would say, what kind of, what kind of challenges do you have in your life? What fears do you have? And how can I help them um, break that down and them not do it by themselves? I want them to know that I'm willing to help them out however I can to help them overcome that. Just the way somebody in my past helped me overcome the fear of sharks. There's no way I could have done it alone do it with somebody. I want to, I want them to know who Jesus is and whatever fears they have. I want them to know there's somebody else who loves them, who values them enough, just like Jesus does to walk with them to the point where they can start believing in themselves the way Jesus does to eventually one day they will have to be, they'll have a challenge of their own where they won't have any person around them. Their mentors won't be around them. Are they going to be strong enough to stand 
on the truths that God has given them as a tool belt. Mm -hmm. Just to answer your question from earlier, do things become easier? No, you be with life through life. You like you're you're like this person, man or woman in the wilderness. Eventually, you'll find tools. Wow, here's a here's a spear. Here's a knife. Oh wow, I can actually kill something. But you know, with time, it gets dull. Here's how to sharpen it. You develop. You get all these tools, and if, if a challenge comes your way or something that you need to eat, it's your responsibility to activate those tools and to use it. Every now and then, you have to sharpen them. By the way, the only tool that gets sharper with use is prayer. So, um, but every other tool you have to, you have to use it. So things don't become easier. It just becomes easier to know what to do if you're in that cycle. So you just like, okay, this is tough. I just need to sharpen these things, get myself ready, pray up, start looking at the areas that I've been avoiding so I can be freely connected between me and Jesus. I don't know. That's everything in a nutshell of what I would encourage somebody to do over a coffee. So it'd be pretty intense. Yes. No, that's really, really good. I do. Have, I want to respect your time. Do you have time for one more question? I, I do. I actually have, I have time for three more questions. So let's go. Okay. So at the beginning, you shared about this personal contract. If somebody was really intrigued about that, give me a little bit more about what your contract is and how someone would go about even setting that up for themselves. Because what I liked about how you use it is it's really an identity contract, which is what yes. becoming me.tv is all about. It defines right. who you are and who you're going to be. So tell me about this. Okay. So here's the quick breakdown. Um, two of the most powerful words I think ever are the words I am, hmm. you know, Jesus, you know, I am, you know, it's like an identity thing, you know, he is the, I am, you know? So I, I, that's why we like to start with that. So, and this was something that I didn't come up with on my own. I learned, I learned about it through just some of the circles I've plugged myself into. So, and I think that's what life is about sharing these things, not necessarily taking credit for all of it. Um, and so anyway, um, starting off with I am, and then figuring out what your core values are. I would say, write a list, look at a list of like core values or a bunch of words that would describe who you are. Like, are you fearless? Are you lovable? Are you courageous? Are you gentle? Are you passionate? Are you adventurous? Are you energetic? What, whatever these words are, just think of what you know, adjectives that would help describe who you are, but also in alignment with your core values. Yeah. And think of what those are, write a bunch of them down, write like 10 or 15, then start narrowing them down to about three. But I would do it in that order rather than coming up with just your top three. Yeah. Um, you can start off with something as simple as, you know, I am start with your name and then say a, um, a fearless patient, woman of God or man of God, you know, and start with that and then start to think about what you, what you want to do in life, what, what God has made. Uh, I would think of your dreams and desires and your talents and your gifts. What is it that you're called to do? And if you don't know, that's okay. That's something to pray about. That's something to ask somebody. In fact, ask somebody, one of your closest friends, ask a family relative, say, Hey, what are three things that you think of that when you see me, what are things that I I, I demonstrate with excellence mm -hmm. and figure out what that is. You can be somebody who just serves people. I am a, a man or woman that will serve others, um, whatever it is, and just start crafting that and pray over that and remind. And also it may not be something that you are currently demonstrating in your life. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a wise man or woman, say, I am a, I am a wise, fearless and bold 
man or woman of God. And you may not be wise. People, you may think of yourself as not bold, but you know what? Sometimes, and God does this often, he says things as though they are, even though they may not have manifested yet. That's faith. And that's speaking life over your situation. And also God looks at you, not based on your current actions or your future actions or your past actions. He'll look at you as who you truly are, which is if you have a relationship with Jesus, that's already there. You just may not have been tapped into it yet. So identity is the first thing in this contract really just helps with that. And, 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 and if you have a contract and come up with it, I'd love to hear about it. And I would love to, you know, hear it. And then also just maybe even give you some feedback on it. That is amazing. I love it. You know, another thing I heard you share in your journey is the importance of growing where you're planted. So your environment matters a lot from people to the TV shows you're watching, books you're reading, podcasts you're listening to. How can somebody create a culti- and cultivate an environment that's going to stimulate growth in their life? Um, honestly, think about, we've all heard the quote, you are like a sum of the five closest people in your life. If, yeah, if those, if those people in your life right now, write it down. If you don't know, write down the five closest people in your life and look at them. Are you going to be growing in that situation? If not, then develop a new circle. That doesn't mean that you don't value those people, but if you are seeking growth in your life, you need to be around people that are far ahead of you in certain areas of life. They may not have everything, but if somebody is, and, and by the way, don't take advice advice from someone who doesn't produce good fruit in that area. Yeah. They, they, they may have all the great book advice on making money, but if they're not making great money, do not take advice from them. If somebody is not producing good fruit in relationships, even though a widow, uh, not a widow, but uh, somebody who's had three divorced divorces. And, and here's the thing, God can work in that person's life. They may have a lot of wisdom of what doesn't work, but, and, and they may be able to help you out a lot but be around somebody who is producing good fruit, who has a healthy, has a sustained, has the history, the track record of a healthy, long marriage. Surround yourself with people like that. And if you don't have them, go to the church, go join a mastermind. People are like, oh, I don't want to join a mastermind. That helped me be around people because sometimes you don't have access to them. Mm-hmm. Read books. If you don't like books, do what I did. I hated re- reading books. I, I asked a friend of mine, hey, what are you listening to while running? And he goes, oh, I'm listening to Audible. And I'm like, what are you, like, I'm like, that's boring. That's not motivating. That doesn't help me out a lot. But I'm like, this guy had fruit in their life of being smart, knowledgeable. And I'm like, dang it, man, I'm never going to read if I don't start somewhere. So I started Audible and flipped the script and then started learning. And now I love it. Now I have commitments where I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to read eight books um, by the end of this year, which was big for me. And I've already done at least four, almost four books. And that's like way better than like average. And I'm like, wow, it's because of writing things out, being mm-hmm. clear on your vision and sticking to it. I have, trust me, I, I have so many shortcomings, but these are just some of the highlights. And I, and I tell you, sometimes discipline is a struggle for me at times, but I need to look back and I can be beat up at times, but having that environment, there's a price to pay. Sometimes and people, if something is free, they don't care about it. When there's an investment in it, people care more about it. So there's a price to pay. So if there's a mastermind that will give you knowledge, even if it's a faith-based one, do it and see if it produces good fruit. If not, at least you did it. So get out of your bubble and surround yourself with people who produce good fruit. See what they do. So good. You know, Justin, if somebody's watching your story today and they want to connect with you online, they want to follow your journey, maybe even share their contract with you. How can people connect with you online? 
Okay, so they can before I before I get into that, um, I'll let them know. Right, and, and well, actually, I'll just let them know right now. Um, <laughs> so you can connect with me in one of two ways. One is on Instagram. It's my name, Justin Mena official. This guy from Kenya took Justin Mena. Supposedly, it's a popular tribe in Kenya. He has Justin Mena, and uh, I have Justin Mena official. This is back when it began, and. I, I'm that official guy. So that's, you are official. That's, there you go. Yeah, I try to be. I try to engage with people there, but also through the Love Fearless website. It's lovefearless.com, and it's going to be revamped. But right now, if you were to go to the lovefearless.com, you have an opportunity to sign up for our our mailing list, which would be some community events or the future future um, events for Love Fearless. If you sign up for that, there will be a welcome email with a free jumpstart guide to living fearless. So it's just like a little personal story on, um, on like dreams and desires, I believe. And it's a free PDF. And so that's like kind of like a free gift. And once a month, you can get some updates and you can opt out at any time. That's amazing. Well, Justin, thank you so much for sharing your story today, who you are, who you're becoming and equipping us to live fearless on this becoming journey. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And one last thing I was going to just ask you, I know I've been kind of all over the place. And for those of you who are afraid of speaking, I'm letting you know, it terrified me. I grew up with a strong lisp growing up. Um, I got made fun of. I wheeled around a suitcase in school. People would uh, make fun of me um, and they would call me stupid. So ingrained in my upbringing was like, oh, I don't want to share my story because if I do, or if I get too close to somebody, they're going to realize how stupid I am. There's a lot of lies that were attached to me growing up. I had to break out of that, but that was an attack from the enemy. If God is, if, if the devil is lying to you in certain areas, that's usually a highlight of some of your future strengths that God has in your life because you're a target. So I'm just being bold. Like there are so many times that I would be afraid of things, jumping on something like this and just, just do it fearlessly uh, and it, you don't have to be perfect. And that that's the beauty of things like mm -hmm. this, but get the reps in, you'll become better and better. So I want to encourage you with that. And also I was going to ask you, Emily, I never shared the, the full shark story that could, I wanted to ask you that could either be a part two, or I can give like a quick, like overrun view of that, or I can kind of share it within five minutes. I wanted to leave that up to you and see Ooh. how you would like to end that. Okay. If you're game for a part two, I literally already still have so many questions I would love to dive into you and in, with, and just this concept of living fearless. And I know after watching this first part, so many people in the becoming me.tv community will have questions as well. So if you're game for part two, I say, let's leave them on a cliffhanger. Well, I, okay. Here's the cliffhanger, which we will get into. God gave me such peace that I can overcome my fear of sharks. And I just knew I was going to do it. And it involved me overcoming my worst fear, which would be, I was living on the water at the time in Tampa Bay. It involved me, and this is crazy. And this is what you're going to hear later on. It involved me jumping off my dock, swimming across the canal and swimming back. This is the Boca Siga Bay. There are bull sharks in there. In fact, 10 years prior, somebody jumped on a bull shark and died, but I had to do it by myself and I had to do it at midnight. And this is, that'll be my story of how I did that, came back, the obstacles that I faced on that swim and how I, you know, spoiler alert, I did make it and I got some great lessons from God. So that's what we'll be sharing on part two. I can't wait for a part two. This is going to be awesome. Justin, thank you.
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.